Tonight I was robbed in the street. They took my phone and money. Now all I have is this beat. You can't take that from me. F this. F that. F you. F my life. Welcome to Point Your Toes, the adventures of an NYC dance teacher. I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. And I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all their ridiculous and hilarious truth. However, to keep the identity of the students and companies we worked for safe, we won't be mentioning any by name. And if we do, they will be changed. And that especially matters today because this is a Schools Out episode. Yep. So, that being said, let's get into today's topic, which is stealing people's work. Oh. And let's be perfectly clear, I am very much deep into this wine at this point, so I got a nice bus going. Yes, on. Tony and I decided, so it is Tony's nyc anniversary. Yes. Five years. Five years in this crazy anyone city. Anyone that lives in New York City or has visited knows that it can be a crazy place and... It can swallow you whole or make you a better person. Yes. And, and so I'm, we are celebrating. Yes. And one of the things that I'm very proud to say, since moving to New York, well, since graduating college, but sincerely since moving to New York City, is that I've always paid my bills as a choreographer or a dance teacher. That's right. I've never had to have a survival job. That's right. Um, so that is another good reason to have it be a school that episode to drink to that mm-hmm. that is not an easy feat but one i'm quite proud of and why a topic like stealing work really eats at my core uh because the big thing that we learn like when we're learning papers or writing papers when we're younger is like to credit work or don't plagiarize right well the, i was just going to say that so it's you know the, the big thing is is plagiarism you learn yes. in high school even younger, Even younger I, feel like I was younger, just saying, like they start, right? Work. They start talking about plagiarism. Like, if you 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 have to quote, you have to put footnotes in your papers, like mm-hmm. all this stuff. And the same is true for artistic work. Yes, and it's one of those things of where, like, when I first started in the game, I didn't understand why this was important. I will be sincerely honest. I don't. Why is it important that I give someone's credit? when like you know Sir Corio or if someone doesn't know Sir Corio, it's not a big deal. I never took credit for myself, but I go, if it doesn't matter who did the work, as long as the work got done. And then honestly, I moved to New York City and I start putting in the hours. And that's when it became very clear that it's like, oh wait, no, I just spent like the last month of my life trying to put together this piece with all these elements. I want credit for this, and how dare anyone else take mm-hmm. credit for my work? Yes, 100%. And and it's it's also two-folded. And then it's a situation of if you're working with someone and someone's like, oh, I'm going to choreograph this piece, you do mm-hmm. that one, you want them to credit themselves because, you know, God forbid it's not up to your standards. Yes. You don't want your name on that. Absolutely. Um, so let, let's start with giving credit to the originals. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. So a common theme, especially I working in jazz, which I don't think I've actually stated on the show, but my favorite style to dance is jazz. Like, I love jazz. Same. It's my favorite style. Same. In jazz, there have been some major pioneers who have kind of set the standard, be it Bob Fosse or Michael Bennett, which is my personal favorite, mm-hmm. um, because Michael Bennett is a chorus line, favorite show, favorite musical. So oh, yes. I love that show. So again... Well, I am Richie. I literally come from a family of athletes, and I decided to be a dance teacher. So I get it, Richie. But so 
a lot of times when I, I have been asked to do Fosse pieces or I have been asked to do Bennett pieces or like recreate work from these masters. And the first thing I go, cool, well, I have to give credit to those people. Yeah. Um, before we started recording, I mentioned to Danielle in college for like my senior like thesis essentially was Fosse. We did a giant Fosse mm -hmm. review and I was given the privilege to choreograph the uh, opening number, which was all that jazz mm -hmm. from Chicago. And I told my, the director of the dance department, he was like, so what are you gonna do for this? Are you gonna do your own? And I was like, no, 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 I wanna do original Fosse choreography. Mm -hmm. I said, however, our lead, our lead solo that would be singing the part of Velma slash Roxy for the opening is a curvier woman and she's not comfortable with the list. She asked me if we could avoid that. I said, so getting into that and out of that, it's gonna be my choreo. And really all I did was take pieces of Fosse and tweak it right. and things like that. So it remained in the style, but it would it was not his work, it would be mine for those couple of counts. Mm -hmm. And he was like, cool, we'll credit Fosse and yourself for it. And he was perfectly fine with right. that. I mean, I had I had the same similar uh, similar instance I was telling Tony about. I did a production of, I've done a couple of different production Fosse productions. I've done Pippin. I've done Sweet Charity. I've done the Pajama Game. Mm -hmm. um, and when I did Pippin, it was all no, it was not all originally chore original Pippin choreography. It's, it's the, it was uh, not Manson Trio. Yeah, I was always say, the Manson. I was just say that our Manson Trio was a recreation. Um, and I was an assistant on that piece, so I wasn't really in charge of making sure anyone was credited. Um, but I remember when I did Sweet Charity, it was obviously the original Frug, and I say obviously yeah, because always done the, the Frug is the the Richmond's Frug is the Richmond Frug. I actually did that in college for my senior. Yeah, it but it's like fun. it's it's it is that piece because of Fosse. You cannot put any other choreography exactly. to it. It's iconic it choreo. Must, but so what? So I've done a couple of Fosse musicals, but when I got to the pajama game, I went to um, the person who was kind of my higher up, my um, not my not my the person I was working with, who was director, but like my director, chair of like, the department of yeah, 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 the chair of the department, and I said, I'm gonna do all original choreography except for Steam Heat. And I want that Steam. to be the iconic original choreography because it's so iconic. And he said, that's totally fine. It just has to be credited in the program and mm -hmm. you have to make sure it's credited. And I said, that's totally fine exactly. because it should be credited. I didn't make that up, but to be able to put that on stage is so iconic and so beautiful that we should be able to do that. Or it's the thing that I've learned. So I have learned Bennett's choreography, Michael Bennett's choreography for the opening number of A Chorus mm -hmm. Line. And did you learn Five it for, different times. yeah. I've learned the jazz combo, I've learned the ballet Oh, combo. same, I've learned the whole thing. And then I've also learned the original choreography for um, um, Hello 12, Hello 13, yes. that whole montage. Yes. I I've also learned that one. I've learned that uh, original choreography. I learned at the ballet original, which was super crazy. Like not with the girls that are singing it, but the ones behind right. them. It's the hardest bar right. I've ever done in my life. But it's like it's so I've learned a lot of original. I've learned uh, the only one I haven't learned, which I'm dying to, and I don't know why I have. I haven't learned the original choreography for one. I haven't learned. Oh, I, I have learned. I have learned that too. Like, yeah, almost pieced together. And I myself, have learned that too. But no one has taught it to me, right. so I definitely. But that's do. also like that's a show where like usually 
um, the opening, mm -hmm. one, one, and, and Hello 12. And Hello 12 are all original, are all originally choreography pieces. So like those are pieces that you do not touch. And you, you can't do get the, away and, from. And you can't get away from it. And you know what? The other thing is that it is okay to put those original choreography iconic oh, yes. pieces in the show because they are so well developed that it does not take away from your artistic ability. Oh no, well and I'll do you one better. It's twofold. So when I originally, the first time I ever learned the original chorus line choreography, no, second time, the first time I learned it in college was uh, someone that I auditioned and had done the tour and she was like, the big difference is she was on the national tour of a chorus line and she was like, you're expected to know this. Like, if you mm -hmm. go in and say that you are a fan of a chorus line and, and you're you don't doing know it, it and you don't know it, they're going to look at you mm -hmm. like you're crazy. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. But that's true. So most recently, a few years ago, a group here in New York City did a new, ver they got special permission because I know the crea I knew people on the creative team for it. They did a new version of chorus line where they changed the original choreography. And a friend of mine that like knew how close I was to the show and he was like, do you want to go see it? And I said, I don't think that I could go see the opening number and not see Bennett's choreography and not get angry. Yeah. Like, it is so ingrained. So I also say, like, it it's not stealing work when you have such an iconic piece. Like... You just have to, you, you have, have to, to pay credit. homage. That's right. right. That's you all you need to do. homage to the people do. that paid the way before And because you. the thing is, it's, it is iconic for a reason. So yes. it is totally okay to go, I want to do this piece and I'm going to credit them. It does not take away from your ability at all. Exactly. But, so our biggest takeaway from that is like, it's all good. It's all kosher as long as they are credited somehow, somewhere yes. in the program. Now, now, let's, right, let's roll on into the ones that decide to, actually, let's roll into the ones that are unaware and who use other people's choreo because of tutorial videos. Yes, let's and talk I, about this and first. A, and a friend of mine that I went to college with and who I danced with, we caught each other. I was like a senior, he was like a freshman, so like I wasn't there for a lot of his learning and tutelage, mm -hmm. but he had at least three of the same professors I had who know better, who do better, and who, who are very strong about stealing work. And he presented, it was a hip hop piece that he had learned online, and how I knew that he learned it online is because I had seen the choreo from the original choreographer, who's a well-known choreographer out in LA. And I saw the choreo, I was like, this looks familiar, but this, now Tino Shade, it was above his skill level, mm -hmm. the, the, the choreo. Mm -hmm. He's a wonderful dancer, but this ain't his choreo skill. I was like, this, it's like above what let's call him Todd I was like this is above what Todd can do mm -hmm. so um so like I don't know exactly like what's gonna happen mm -hmm. with this choreo so as I watched the video and everyone he was getting because he's also a studio teacher so he was getting compliments from the students and you know several friends being like oh my god this choreo is amazing this is really amazing and my response was hey check your DM so I direct messaged him because uh, it was on Instagram, so I saw him post a video, and I said, hey, that's not your choreo. You look amazing doing it, but that's not your work. You need to credit someone else. And he was like, oh, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. And I said, think about the piece that you've choreographed for your students and someone else taking credit for it. And I said, and I understand the hesitance in between 
sending it. I understand the hesitance between taking credit because this choreographer in LA is making good money. Mm-hmm. This choreographer in particular just choreographed for the Backstreet Boys for their okay. like reunion stuff. Mm-hmm. So this choreographer is doing quite well. <laughs> Has a name for himself in the industry. He is probably not bothered by this random person in Florida. But I didn't feel good about it. And so after that, he was like, it was like a day or two. And he was like, yeah, no, like, I don't feel comfortable doing this. So he went back to choreograph. He like, often will use work from this choreographer or others. But now he credits them. He actually shouts them out and tags them in their Instagram posts. And that to me just matters more because it's it's not your work. And the the problem, the problem is um, that it's artistic, um, it's artistic property. It's, it's yes. artistic intellectual property. And the thing is, you can actually sue on intellectual property. You can. And the first time I realized, I'm not going to lie, don't laugh at me, America. But the first time I realized this was from the television show Smashed. Oh, yeah. The television show Smashed, it's like competing musicals, and the choreographer for a particular show didn't get the star that he wanted so he left the Mm -hmm. production and he was like you can't use my choreography I don't give you my permission yeah so they had to change like a a serious ballot number to a tap number and granted this is all a fictitious show but then that was he was like you can't use my and they had it was like the whole episode was about them like legally getting permission to use his choreo which fit better yeah. Because they had to go, again, they had to turn it into a tap number just to be so far away from his choreo right. that no one could say they were but infringing upon it. And that's the thing is, like, some choreographers are a little bit crazy and won't take it as paying homage. If you don't credit them, they will go, you're stealing my work, I'm going to sue you. And I didn't used to be that person. But, I, I again, a company that I worked for, my work was featured on television before, and I have... Honestly, it depends on the piece. Certain pieces are very near and dear to my heart. Like, I've done one piece that was, like, the first piece I ever did in New York. Um, I actually recreate... I first did it for the company that I was working for out in Brooklyn. When I left that company, company, I recreated it on a a different group of students. So that meant a lot to me. Um, But, like, so that piece... And I have, like, one or two more pieces that are just, like, were created for very personal reasons, like a family member passing or, you know, like, a really emotional relationship... So if I yeah. were to see those pieces recreated somewhere, I would be furious just because of the emotional attachment I have to them. Yes. And maybe I, that makes I me crazy. But no, I, I get com- that. I completely understand. And so it brings us to the point of so before we go into people so well, they're flat out stealing full out, flat out stealing work, I wanna talk about the difference between stealing and recreating your your own personal work. Yes. So there's a thing where sometimes if you are a choreographer or director choreographer and you do a show, mm-hmm. you create all this work, you put it on, and then a couple months later or years later, someone's like, let's do the same production of that Which show. Happens. A lot of high, school, high a lot. schools or colleges yes. do shows in rep over the course of right. eight years. So that happens. And so the director or choreographer will go, great, I'm going to do the same thing I did. X, X amount of months or years ago. That is mm-hmm. not stealing work. That is recreating your own work. Your own work. It's your work. You created it. 
you choreographed it. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to do the same choreography in another production of the same show. That is not stealing work. No. And I think, or even it's a, for, it's a continuation of what you originally started. Right. Because sometimes you'll tweak things and make it you better. You have better dancer right. or weaker dancers. But I think I think there's an issue where people sometimes will think, oh, well, they did the same choreography they did two years ago. Like, so I'm going to do their choreography. And it's you have to understand that it's, it is their intellectual property that yes. they're repeating. When you choose to go, well, they're doing it again, so I'm going to take their work and put it on my cast in this production in another state... Be very careful because nine times out of ten, somebody will find out. Or And the thing that, so, a company I worked for, I, I was very clear when I started working for them that my choreo is my own. Mm -hmm. But there was a company that I worked for that a choreographer had a following out with the higher-ups within mm -hmm. the company. And this company said that they owned the rights to that not only the choreo that was done while that person was in that choreographer was in house but the name of her, the dance team she created mm. everything she they, the company owned it and because she wasn't clear from jump they took it all yeah. from her they took the name they took the reputation they took original that, pieces set and that choreographer was so she's very broken afterwards because she was like I gave them some of my best work and it's not mine anymore. Yeah. And while I certainly understand the pain and the anguish that it caused her, legally she had no grounds to balance for. Yeah. You know, it's but I had hard. another friend who did the same thing that I did and I learned from her where she was just like, no, this is mine. This is my yeah. baby. We were housed under you guys, but this is well, my baby. I've had kind of the same similar situation. Kind of, I say kind of because I was in a situation where I was choreographing a show and somebody else came in and was like they were going to do you know three numbers and I was in charge of the rest of the show mm. and I made it very clear that those three numbers were not my property and oh, a, yeah. a lot of it was because to be honest I did not agree with how it was choreographed I didn't think that it yep. told a story I didn't think that it fit the the, the um, structure of the show I don't think that it, I just don't think that it was good for the show as a storyline. So I made it very clear that these were all mine over here on the right and over here on the left were so-and-so's pieces. And you know, we kind of spoke about this last episode where we talked about how a lot of the big name choreographers have assistants mm. that do work. And it's a difference because it depends on how credit is given. There are times where there are two choreographers on a piece. Yeah. And I've had to learn how to deal with this to where a company that I worked for, we would do musicals and literally we would sit down in our me our production meetings and they would go, cool, Tony, you're responsible for this piece and this piece. Sarah, you're responsible for this piece and this piece. Danielle, you're responsible for this piece and this piece. Right. So literally, it would make for wonderful, amazing shows, but it would make for an eclectic choreography throughout which I had to learn how to deal with because and it works for this company this particular company it works for a lot of other companies it doesn't right because in general there is one choreographer and you will get credited as an assistant mm -hmm. and some people work with their assistants differently some assistants are capable of different levels I have had assistants that have helped me out with pieces 
but it, they've been interns or they've been people that don't have degrees in it. So I go, you're going to get listed as an intern mm-hmm. and you're only getting 16 well, counts. And also, or some, right. there are some choreographers or interns, you just clean my work. Right. You don't choreograph. You don't touch shit. my work. <laughs> and, so now, like, and I have worked as a choreographer and choreographer and as an assistant with all the different ones where yeah. I've had assistants where I'm like, can you actually take this piece? I really trust you. I love your yes, vision. That's actually I've all, had, all of my assistant time I've been an assistant choreographer. It's always been, you have those two numbers. Yeah. They're on you. And, Keep them in my right. vein of work. But they're your right, career. and that's the same. I've I've been an assistant where that's happened to me as well. I've been an assistant where he, you know, where um, can you do these? Can you do this twenty-four count dance break in the number? I'm mm-hmm. doing everything. Yeah. Else. And then I've been an assistant where it was. It's been you don't touch my work. You just clean. And right, that's, that's okay. common. It's quite and that's common. very common. But the thing is, like, I've had assistants that I've done this with. I've mm-hmm. been the assistant where I've been in this position. You just need to know who you're working with and their ability level and also yes. what you want from the finished product. Exactly. And so, like I said before, it has happened where I've been uh, an assistant and how I ended up getting the numbers that I got was because the numbers were tap and they were hip hop or they were more, the choreographer had an image of hip hop happening for that particular number or tap happening for that number and he was not a tap, a tapper or a hip hop. A hip hopper, a person that does hip hop. So it became purely on me to do these things. And so that's why I took that extra step and be like, cool. And it was a chance to showcase my work and make those things happen. So, but again, he got his credit as top billing and I was right underneath his name. That is how that works. Unfortunately, there are people that flat out steal work. And as, again, as someone that has put in ridiculous amounts of hours, at case in point, I refer you back to our episode, One Man Army, where I'm exhausted and I'm doing costumes for multiple numbers and I'm teaching multiple grades and I'm teaching at multiple schools and someone goes, that's not your work. Mm-hmm. Or they don't credit your work. Or, or for example, uh, during one of my residencies this past year, I had the uh, privilege of having one of my duets be set, uh, be performed at a concert for Hunter College here in New York City. Mm-hmm. I saw the paperwork when it was submitted because the uh, teacher, the resident teacher that's full time at the school, she said, um, "What's the name of the piece?" Like she talked through everything with me. So like the name of the piece, who was in it. She's like, "I'm putting your name down for choreo. How do you want your name said?" Because um, case in point, I always put the second on my name. If it's my work and you don't see the second, I'm usually pissed. I'll be quite honest. Because me and my dad have the exact same name, so I've just taken pride in having the second on a lot of my work. On all of my work, if I can help it. And so, he, um, funny enough, my first Broadway World credit didn't have the second on it, and I had to, like, email them and be like, put the second on it. Yeah. Because uh, it, like, linked to someone else that wasn't me. And I was like, again, there are lots of Tony Williams out there. And there's one, like, one dude that's in a music theater dude that's out there that's Tony Williams. There's also a famous drummer called Tony Williams. So, like, I want Tony Williams a second on a lot of my things. Because, again, it will be someone else mistaken me. Right. 100%. And she submitted what my name and information, but it was through the program. The reason why we were allowed to perform at Hunter College was because the full-time teacher at the school was an alumni of it. 
And when it came time for the program, my name wasn't in the program. And she was immediately, and I am so grateful to her, she was immediately apologetic, being like, no, 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 ah, your name's not in the program, so don't be alarmed. I told her. She's like, I will send you the email where I sent it to her. And I was like, I trust you. But later she showed me the email where she had sent my name as a choreographer, not someone else, not herself, because I listed her as a choreographer. And she was like, I would, ne I would never want to steal your work. Or even when it came time for the concert at the end of the year, she's like, I put my name down for this piece that I helped you with. But the rest of them, you're credited as the choreographer. Mm -hmm. And I thought, so I was like, thank you. Because again, she was right there along with me. And honestly, she could have given herself more credit because she was right in the trenches with me every day, mm -hmm. helping me through creative blocks and choreography right. blocks. But she but respected she let you, me she enough. But she let you own your work. Exactly. She respected me enough to give me that credit. So I'll use her name, Elena Santiago. Much respect for her. Like, she gave, like, she respected me enough to not downplay the hard work that I had done. Yeah. So I'm just very apprehensive yeah. about someone just being like, oh, that's my work on stage when you didn't do the work. Yeah, you really, like, you have to do the work. And it's basically, the bottom line of this episode is, you need to credit somebody if it's not your work. Yes. Um, and you also, if it's not someone like a Michael Bennett or a Bob Fosse, mm -hmm. where it's so iconic and everyone's always doing their pieces, and as long as you credit it, it's totally fine, you need to reach out to that person. If it's someone who's not as famous or mm -hmm. younger or a piece that maybe oh, yeah. you saw once and you were like, I kind of want to use a section of that, you need to reach out to that choreographer and say, this is what I'm interested in doing. Are you okay with it, yes or no? And if the answer is yes, I will credit you. And how would you like to be credited? Yes. That's that's the official and appropriate way. Now, some shady mess that is only appropriate for a school's on episode. A studio, a teacher at a studio, uh, Dance Teacher Network, shout out to you guys again, but there was a teacher on the network who had choreographed a solo for competition and the com the solo had won awards at competition. I want to say first or second place, but it, it did quite well. And this particular girl left the studio mm -hmm. and went to another studio. The studio owners and people at the studio, they were like, eh, par for the course, as we all know, it happens. So they weren't bothered by the studio about, about the dancer leaving. What they were bothered about is that at the school talent show and in another competition, a solo, the same solo that Studio A had choreographed was being used, but no credit was given. Mm. And this particular choreographer posted to the network, and everyone on the network was like, Don't be, you should be mad that she's stealing your work if she does not credit you. If she, and at the time she hadn't. So she, con she reached out to them and she said, Hey, I contacted them and said, If you're going to use my piece, credit my work. Because they need to know that you're doing my choreo, not this new studio that you're with. Yeah. And the girl was like, I don't see the big deal. She go, and the studio choreographer was like, I don't want to have to sue you. Credit me. Mm -hmm. New studio found out about this and was like, oh, no, no, we'll credit her. So she got the credit she deserves. Well, because. But she should have, you should have, she should have asked. Yes. But the, Honestly, big, the biggest thing asked. is nobody wants to sue anyone. Nobody wants to of deal course. with all that legal stuff. Just credit the choreographer. That's all they ask is that they are credited and it's their name and their work that's being put forward. That's yes. all they ask. Because, again, exposure matters, which we've, we've talked about numerous times on the show in previous episodes. 
but it's also one of those things that, especially when accolades such as awards or first places are being won, it's super important that like we know who credit the go- who credit goes to yeah. and who credit doesn't goes to. Like that's super super important. It you need to credit that person that did that work, and I think to me the key word is like work. Coming up with choreo, it's not easy for everyone. Like some people can like get a whiff of how the summer breeze feels and pop out choreo. I am not that person. I need the right song and the right inspiration to hit me, and then I can crane out like five pieces. Right. Or some choreographers struggle hardcore. Mm-hmm. There are some people that like, oh, it takes me like six months to come up with like one piece. And then I know some choreographers that are like me that are like, oh, I have to crank out thirty pieces by the end of the yeah. you know, by the end of well, the month. The so other the other thing too about about choreography, um, and I wanna bring this up before we get into our last topic for this episode is if you are given a show or a piece or a theme mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, I'm not really sure where to begin, a great thing, especially with musicals, um, is to, and if it's not a new musical, is to look at other people's work of it. Yes. But there is a difference between looking at original Broadway choreography or looking at other other versions of the work and going, okay, I see the theme that's happening. I see the kind of style that everyone's going with. So how can I still take that style and make it my own versus stealing? Because I know personally one of the first musicals, one of the first full musicals I ever did as a full choreographer, not as an assistant, I didn't know the show. And they were like, here you go. And I got on YouTube and there, YouTube and there is, there was her, bootleg version of the show from Broadway and I watched the whole show because I'd never seen the show before I didn't barely Mm. even knew the music happens Happens. so and that happens and I watched the show and I said okay so I understand in this number this is kind of what's going on this is the theme that's running through this is the choreography style I've seen in a couple of different productions now Mm -hmm. and I went ahead and I based my choreography off of that that's not stealing that's getting inspiration. That's something people do all the time. Oh, yeah. But you have to know the difference. And I have two examples where the first was, and I was in both of these shows as a performer, and the first, which I'll mention, is Chess, the musical. Mm-hmm. There are several versions of Chess. There are The most commonly done version is the concert version because a lot of people have issues with the book. We did the book musical, but we infused a lot of the concert version of it into our version of it. In the concert version and the book version, the lead characters all take after pieces on a chessboard. I played the arbiter in chess. So the arbiter position is the bishop. Then you have one particular part, he's the rook. Or, you know, one part, she's the queen. One part is the queen, is the king. So, like... It is not uncommon for numbers within this show to resemble moves on a chessboard. I've seen concert versions like this. I've mm. seen full versions like like everyone at some point resemble like costuming and, and hair and makeup and everything resembles a chess piece. And then the choreography and staging resemble chessboard chessboard moves, be it more lyrical or more rigid. That's very interesting. Common. So when we did oh, it's really cool. There are some really cool versions online. So when we did it in college, our director, he said there were certain numbers. He's like, I want this very rigid, 
very, very similar to what's online, but it was very much his own work. That we had no problem with. It was like, it, we never felt like we were recreating. We just knew the vein of style that we were in. Right, exactly. But then when I did another show, which I won't name because it will definitely call up this person, but the director on it stole Broadway choreography. And this particular show is a very huge, huge show that is only ever done. It has had two Broadway revivals. Mm-hmm. It's only had two Broadway revivals and the Kennedy Center run yep. of the second revival. And so it's just a huge show. It's had one broad, it's had one original production, one one revival, one, revival. one national tour, which yes. ha- which was going on simultaneously to the original yes. Broadway production. Yes. Just because I know people that were in it. The show is that big that it's not an easy show to do. No. One, first and foremost. And it was quite taxing on our department when we did it. Like, we had to have three departments come together to do it. Wonderful show. It was very... School, though, I don't care. I'll say the name of the show. Show is Ragtime. It's one... It's literally... It's so funny because as a choreographer, people don't think this will be... This is my favorite show. It is one of my... Favorite musical. I got to dance the pot of duck. Ever. I love I it. Also, if I could have the chance, it's one of my favorite shows. Well, I, and also why it's a very meaningful show to me is because the year that we did Ragtime was the year was the first year that I could vote in a pu- uh, oh, presidential election. Yeah. And it was the year that Obama won. So like, it, to me and like fighting for civil yeah. rights, like it means a lot to me. The it's, show. It's just such an amazing show. It and really then is. to have us doing original Broadway choreography yeah. or uh, not choreography. Let me say that choreography was original. To have original Broadway staging at the time was fine with. Adult me is like. Somebody should have did better. Yeah. Because it, it was just stealing work. It and was it's, stealing and work. that especially is a show where, like, so my, when my brother was little, he, because there's a, there's a couple, there's two parts for kids in the show. <laughs> yes, there is. And so he was asked to be in a production of it at NYU, which was basically grad students. I think there was, like, three undergrad yeah. students in the entire production, and it was a gorgeous production, and I cried every single night, mascara oh, yeah. running. Oh, yeah. But so the much the show. man who I'm actually not sure if if he's still alive to be to be perfectly honest, El Doctro, who wrote the book. The book is the book has been out for years. The book well, is a fictitious fictitious biography on his life. Yes. So I actually had the pleasure of meeting him. He came to the opening reception at NYU oh, nice. when they did the show, and he the reason why I say I'm not sure if he's. Um, has passed or not is because he was already old and he I was, was like the book born. is out for yeah he also like, like yeah. the timeline of that book is correct so he was born in the early 1900s yeah um but he was the little boy in that book oh like this wow. is this is his this is a fictitious biography their names changed there are a couple well, of, of things course, that yeah. have been you know made but up his life. but this was his life that's why there are real people in ragtime yeah so it's one of those stories that like it just means a lot, but to know that part of that work was taken from the Broadway production and they were not at all credited, it just it feels icky. And then again, the thing about it is like once you gain a reputation, a reputation of being someone that steals choreography, you quickly become distrusted within the dance community, or people don't want to show you their work because they don't trust you. And like mm-hmm. it, 
in a business that is so word of mouth and is so visual, especially in this day and age, like everyone records their choreography, you know, for even if it's not posted to social media for archival purposes, it's all a lot of things have yeah. been recorded for archival purposes. So it just becomes very hairy to use or do something like that. And I just have a strong distrust for people that do it. I really do. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I just wish, I don't know, I wish better. Because, again, it's one of those things of, it degrades you as a choreographer. I, I just think it, it cheapens you as a choreographer to do something like that. Yeah. So, not a fan of it. So that being said, let's roll right along into our shout outs for this week. My shout out for this week is more cross training. So um, I was able to get back into a spin class, which is cycling. So I was able to get back into a spin class, which is the most fun. Um, I think I've talked about before, like how it's a great, like good time that's like outside of a dance class. so yeah, I didn't get back to dance class this week, but I was able to get into a spin class. So that was my training. That was my kind of like CrossFit training for the week. Uh, what about you? Um, I actually did take class, but I went back to work this week, and we had some we had a pro- professional development session nice. where we got to take two classes. We took a jazz class and a contemporary modern class. Nice. Um, and it was really great. Um, I'm still kind of sore from them, but it was just really great to get back into class and class by, um, this was two of my coworkers, um, who have kind of been there for a couple years longer than I have led these classes, taught Mm -hmm. these classes. And it's always really nice to be in a room with people who do what you do and being taught by people who do what you do. So, um, just a big shout out to them I won't really name them right now but just a really good it was a good time yeah that's something I'm excited for I'm ready to get back to work so I was like classes are regular and easy for us well that being said the curtain has closed on this episode and we want to hope that you will join us next week and every week after that we want to say a special thank you to our listeners our numbers keep growing and that's all thanks to you episodes come out every Tuesday you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. iTunes and Spotify and Google Play Music are perfect places to do that. You can find us on Facebook at Point Your Toes. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Point PYT. You can email us at PYTNYC29 at gmail.com. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. And we will see you next week. And don't forget to point your toes. Tonight I was robbed in the street. They took my phone and money. Now all I have is this beat. You can't take that from me. F this. F that. F you. F my life.